This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. We are still deep in uh, Aston Villa's private transfer window. The real one is about to uh, open on Friday, June the 10th, the rest of the Premier League. But joining me to discuss what has happened since the uh, season finished and Villa capitulated against Manchester City... Mr. Chris Bird, hello, Mr. Phil hello, Shaw, hello. and Mr. Dan Rogers. Welcome back. Hello. We've all just got back from uh, having a rather nice Indian with uh, Johnny Depp in uh, Birmingham City Centre. Varanasi, you're a bit of a connoisseur, aren't you, bud, of the old uh, culinary delights of Birmingham? Where, where did that rate uh, in your experiences? Uh, I mean, what do you think mm. of Depp? You went for the lamb carari. He had a king prawn booner as well. I don't, I don't know about those prawns though. Mm. He had a. You joined him with a shish kebab starter, and then a, oh, and a massive sharing platter. <laughs> yeah, he also had a tikka masala as well at the start there. Too many courses, I think. He's put on a few pounds, old Johnny. And then he had the goat curry, which of course we spent the rest of the nights making herd jokes. Oh. <laughs> but he was on good form, wasn't he? Roger's so out of his mind, he can't even remember being there. Well, I was preparing for a no-confidence vote, so uh, it's... <laughs> but I'm through it, and I'm back. And in answer to your question, David, where did it rank? I'd say it was smack bang in the middle. It's not amazing, but it's not the worst. It's better than a, better than a Holt End Balti pie or chips and curry sauce. I would, I would that's, say that's, it's, the, that's measure. The, the bar is low there, so it's above that. I mean, he hired out the whole uh, place... Uh allegedly for like between 25 grand and 30 grand i mean i mean you know when, when he told us that we were just laughing because he's you can just turn up mate nobody gives a shit <laughs> you, don't even need a book. you don't even need a booking on a monday night <laughs> yeah it's no like one eats empty. out anymore <laughs> yeah, it's, it's empty. You're, on, you're, why, on, why? you're on broad street mate no one can even get here anymore <laughs> why spend that you know why flex that just to get it as your own private place when it would have been anyway foolish that's all i can say foolish but thanks for the invite well yeah so it's been a long time since i've seen him actually it was 
uh, early 2000s, I think. Well, the thing I remember about him when interviewing him, he would sit there during his interviews just rolling uh, licorice paper, rolly cigarettes. So he'd you know, end up with like 10, you know, 12 at the end and then he could like have them uh, ready to smoke. Uh, but then as the, uh, the months go by, you'd interview other actors and you'd notice they'd have licorice paper rolling cigarettes and you'd say... Excuse me, uh, have you done a film, uh, or, or or you do some research? And you go, yeah, I see you've uh, done a film with Johnny Depp. Is that where you know where you copied that little licorice paper routine from? And it would it was always that moment where you busted them, and, and they you know because I, I caught two or three people uh, that way. They only smoke those papers because of uh, having done a film with Johnny Depp, and he just made it seem so cool. Anyway, we we digress. We digress. Uh, we, we shouldn't really be you know, talking about our personal lives and who we hang out with, but uh, never you mind. What have you chaps been up to, uh, Rogers, lying low? What's well, been going couple on? Well, a couple of trips to London, which is now a city with no people commuting in or out of it or apparently doing any work. So it makes it a, it's a breeze to get in and out of. Um, but... I mean, pretty much. Is it really? Yeah, you think so? I think so. I think Compared so. Compared to what it used to be. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I went down a couple of weeks ago. The train going in was over an hour late and the train back was cancelled. No, oh, I've just had to turn to crime, prostitution and clickbait to pay for my new season ticket. <laughs> but apart from that, um, I don't know. Work- oh, you renewed, did you? You renewed? I did, because I, I frankly had been um, pestered to death by with letters, emails, texts, adverts, Carrier pigeon. Did you did you get your morning wake up call from the villa going? Good morning, <laughs> Daniel. Have you, have you, yeah. It's I normally me whispering through people's letterboxes, and I was Christian <laughs> Perslow. Please renew, Daniel. I haven't renewed yet. Be part of history as Villa. I feel like for a mid-table finish. It's my duty to repel this constant <laughs> harassment and just say no. Fuck off. <laughs> Join the member scheme like me. You get looked after. Yeah, you get, well, you, you, get, get gifts. you get way more bang for your buck. Get actual gifts. You get any, don't you get an inflatable Max Stokes now or something like that through the? <laughs> no? uh, Phil Shaw, what's going on in your life? Quickly, <laughs> quickly, because <laughs> we're not that interested. No, <laughs> nothing going on in my life. You, you know, you know this, but now there's nothing goes on in my life. <laughs> You're gonna have to get a life. That's all I can say. Like Chris Bird, for example. I'm well, thank you. Good. Working through stuff for the album and enjoying. What album? Isn't it out yet? It's out. It fucking months, out yet. months ago, I asked on this fucking years, podcast. Years, years, two and a half years ago. I think on the first time he was ever on the show. What? How, how are you doing? Starting my album what, this week. What have you been up to? Oh, working on my album. Yeah. Like Johnny Depp's cliche. gone from being a fucking global hero to despised to, to hero, again. hero again in the time it's took you to play your maracas. In that, in that amount of time, Johnny Depp's managed to get to Birmingham, have a curry, not get his car stolen like Tom Cruise, and get home safely. And shoot about six films on the, yeah. on the sly I've as well. been doing that. And I've been going the cricket a little bit as well, which has been fun. Mm. Yeah. I did go to one of those good, games it? It with you. Fireworks, I, I, feel, I feel like we shouldn't mention the kind of cricket games we go to, because we have a listeners who... Uh, Look down on some of the kind of cricket that we uh, venture to. I mean, this is T20. I don't know if that's uh, accept- yeah. Is that acceptable? A bit more uh, acceptable yeah. than the 100. Oh, I love oh, the 100. They hate it. You heathen. Oh, it's so good, the 100. They had flashing lights on the stumps and everything. <laughs> no, I don't like there to be in attendance. I want it to be, yeah. I want it to be people leafing watch, the telegraph. Yeah. We go and watch county championship cricket with a scorecard and a thermos. It's interesting you say that, Dan, because uh, the 100, I mean, apart from, you know, England, Australia and, and proper test matches I've been to, uh, the 100's the only time I've seen uh, Edgebaston absolutely packed. Yeah, it was really good. That was a good night, actually. 
Funny you should mention like, like this sort of stuff because I'm going to the golf equivalent of the Super League breakaway this weekend, the Live, Ooh. and ah. it's very, very controversial Ooh. in a similar way, I suppose, to the hundred is. But it's exactly what it's called. Such caused such division in a similar way as to how the, the Super League would have and may stand may still do in football. Why did the chins? Well, the, the I mean, it's rules? a breakaway tournament, so some top names inverted commas have, have basically resigned their tour cards on the PGA in America and so for instance one guy who in February this year Phil Mickerson was saying why would I play for a tournament because the, the the live tournament is funded by by the Saudi fund Newcastle <clears throat> um, and basically said why would I go to a tournament where people are being beheaded to yesterday announcing he was playing for 200 million dollars so uh, <laughs> there's money talks yeah money talks and the ethics soon slide but there's a yeah be interesting to see how that pans out with um, different rules different players Super League vibe uh, please do comment on uh, on the show's Twitter account at my old man said if you have aversions to this new wave of golf <laughs> no, screw the beheadings <laughs> reference <laughs> Uh, what did I? What have I been up to? Uh, I, I, I seem to have always blocked passages when I uh, <laughs> sit, <laughs> sit down to record this show. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, enough dicking around. In this show, we're just going to, uh, as I said at the start, catch up with what's been going on before the transfer window opens and uh, go through uh, the normal show structure with the Villa news, uh, media muppets, three points. Et al. Before getting into uh, the appointments, uh, well, of the transfers that we've actually made, uh, are they legal? I have no idea. I thought you had to wait until the transfer window. Dan will tell us how we uh, acquired these players, <laughs> and also a, a change of uh, assistant for Gerard as well. As per normal, we like to kick off with uh, some news. Uh, shall we talk about uh, the vote of no confidence uh, for? Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, or uh, the Villa News? Well, what do you think, Dan? Is this a bit where we bang the tables? I think we should have oh. a vote of... <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's have a vote of confidence on, on when Bud's album's going to be released. <laughs> <laughs> no confidence. <laughs> do you have such a, a thing as a release date? No, not yet. The label haven't... Yeah. That's, that's one of the details they're dealing with. So it sounds a bit Mickey Mouse to me, this, this label. They need to fucking pay me first. That's going to be a good start. <laughs> well, I think we should have some villain news then. Right. right uh, oh, well, all the signings we're going to talk about later. We've got uh, Bubba Kamara in from Marseille. Says here, French, the French Delph. Oh, Phil. Phil, oh. sure. Slandering him before he's even this set was, foot on the pitch. This was just a quick <laughs> reference game. For who? For us? For the listeners? He's kind of built like Delph in a roundabout way. <laughs> Not really. He's a bit taller. Yeah. Uh, also, Diego Carlos in from Sevilla. <laughs> the Brazilian Mings, it says here. <laughs> Plays way more games. <laughs> Slander. We could get really. We could get shut down for this. Also, uh, Robin Olsen uh, converts from a loan to a permanent in the same way that Philippe Coutinho, the has, Swedish Engelman. Well. <laughs> 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 oh shit! I don't care anymore. And uh, the Brazilian Carlos Hill. <laughs> what a what a quadruple fantastic four that is of uh, new blood into the Villa ranks. Meanwhile, there's been a switcher Rooney with uh, 
Michael Beale going out and off to uh, become a big man at QPR, while uh, Neil Critchley uh, gives up the post of uh, Blackpool boss to be a uh, team maker for Stephen Gerrard. Uh, sorry, assistant coach for Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> Caddy, Caddy. Yeah. Golf time. <laughs> that's it. Oh god, we're we not, not taking this seriously, are we? Stephen Gerrard's wingman. Also, uh, the worst kept secret in the Villaverse: uh, the new kit maker has finally been announced. I think they have to wait until the uh, the Kappa deal officially uh, expires. So. Wait until the labels finally peel off. <laughs> <laughs> They're close. <laughs> they are close. I mean, it's no surprise, is it? No coincidence, I don't think, that the uh, the two guys that started uh, Castor, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, are Scousers. Uh, they are now, I mean, they've moved the HQ to Manchester now. But uh, they were also Rangers, uh, kit supplier, Wolves as well. Newcastle? Newcastle, and, yeah. and they've got the England cricket team, haven't they, as well, I believe. Yeah, Andy Murray's like, the kind of main linchpin, isn't he? Well, he's done his own brand within it, hasn't he, I think? Is it AMC, yeah. is it called? Something like that. Well, he's, I think he's, well, he's actually invested in it yeah, as a company it, yeah. as well. So uh, that will be uh, revealed uh, at... Uh, well, it'd probably be... Uh, would it be the Warsaw game, or will they wait till Australia... I think it'd be, bef- yeah, they might be before then. They'll have it for pre-season, I would have thought. Well, we, it's hard to tell with Villa because uh, we've seen them rock up in training kits before for uh, pre-season games, so you never know. Mm. Do you think it's a case of the, they take these multi-year contracts and because one of them was made at a, at a very bad date, then it, it seems to run out every year and they're, they're always behind the times? Yeah, there's never been a smooth ship yet since, well, since my old man said it's been going for over 10 years uh, when it comes to, there's always complaints about the kits. Release date, and then it's the quality it's like a vicious circle that goes round and round so uh, I think the unique selling point if there is such a thing about uh, these guys is uh, the quality so uh, that'll be interesting won't it hmm. to see if they stand up for the uh, the ultimate test which is the uh, the villa supporter <laughs> punter <laughs> get through that and you've got a brand to be proud of uh meanwhile in the big world of uh international football lots of stuff happening you know coutinho scoring goals for brazil again uh, mcginn crashing out of the world cup but the main thing is that martinez just picking up major silverware for argentina when they uh slayed italy 3-0 at wembley in the uh finalissima is that a new thing? It's a new tournament? thing, yeah. It's like the first one, isn't it, I think? I think it's a good idea. It's quite cool. Because those two teams should play the winners of Europe and uh, South America. Too right. I didn't even know the game was on until it was on. No, apparently it was until actually, it was actually until quite after a good game. the game, actually. Yeah, apparently Messi was unbelievable. Well, not as good as he was uh, a few days later against Estonia when he, when he slapped five. five. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 like a, he's like a good wine, isn't he? He's just the best. Speaking of uh, wine, you probably have to drink a lot to read some of the crap that comes out nowadays uh, in the press. Uh, I think it's time for the latest Media Muppets. <laughs> Right then, Phil, it's a thankless task, but what is cooking up in the, the medium muppet trough this week? Okay, well, we'll have the mirror and the, the Birmingham Mail, but there was so little content in both these pieces that I thought we'd have some fun with it and play a little Have I Got Villa news for you. The, it's the headlines with the key words missing. Blank so is the key word. Blank. So we have to make up the blank word or, well, decide what it is. Yep, that's it. You may have noticed it in a certain TV program, but we'll we'll get straight in. So, first one is Emmy Martinez makes Lionel Messi blank and aims for World Gape. Cup glory. I was going to say gay. 
Uh, I don't know why, by the way. Emmy Martinez <laughs> makes Lionel Messi jizz and aims for World Cup glory. Oh, it's a theme, and we need to reflect on our, <laughs> yeah, no, on we, our lives. Cry. Right, I'm going to go with cry. <laughs> so we need to take steps back here. Emmy Martinez makes Lionel Messi cry and aims for World Cup glory. Well, yeah, unfortunately, nobody was right. It was Emmy Martinez makes Lionel Messi admission oh, good and aims word. for World Cup glory. Admission we'll, like that. Yeah, we'll move the on to the next mystery word. Oh, that one what, is it? what could it be? We'll move on to the second one. It's along the same lines. So Lionel Messi's blank laid bare as teammates fight like lions and make World Cup claim. Uh, sorry, why, why is the first thing that comes into my mind sexual innuendos? Laid <laughs> bare. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Messi's blank laid bare. I'm going to go with Lionel Messi's tax history laid bare as teammates <laughs> fight like lions because he has a, a bit of a checkered one, hasn't he? Some of those Spanish players. Uh, what about uh, Lionel Messi's admission <laughs> laid bare? Yeah. Lionel Messi's trusted <laughs> journal laid bare as teammates fight like lions and make World Cup claim. No, we're all wrong again. It's uh, oh. Lionel Messi's impact laid bare as teammates Strong fight like lions word. and make World Very Cup good. claim. Of course, both both these stories were just simply a piece in Argentina beating Italy in the finalissima, as we've discussed. In fact, it was just from one word from Emmy Martinez. He goes, a year ago, we were nothing. And today we are World Cup candidates because we won titles. We will always be candidates because we have the best in the world in Messi. We are lions who fight for him. I might have blanked out the word lions. He's, there, coming, to he's coming to Villa Park, isn't he? He is coming. <laughs> it's done. What are you talking about? Dan, it's done. It's a done deal. Yeah, and Suarez. Let's go. Get the gang back together. They're basically just trying to get using uh, Messi's uh, gravitas, aren't they, for clicks? Yeah. I mean, there's been uh, some hilarious uh, clickbait out there, but we'll probably get onto that uh, later on. Because I think they've been wrong-footed. I mean, uh, as I put out the uh, Aston Villa... Dot WTF, uh, I mentioned in there something that I actually negated to mention previously, uh, what Perslow had said about what they were doing in the transfer window in terms of servicing Steven Gerrard with options. And uh, once you know what it is, and do go to uh, AstonVilla.WTF and subscribe so you get the newsletter when it pops. I'm going to make sense of some of the other links that uh, are pretty much now, I think, uh, dead ends and uh, red herrings. Anyway, I can barely hear myself speak, so uh, let's move on to uh, the three points. I was uh, at Wembley when uh, Nottingham Forest uh, beat Huddersfield to uh, get promoted for the first time in 23 years, but uh, less than 24 hours later, suddenly uh, the Daily Mail uh, was knocking on the door, weren't they? Yes, there was reports that the, the Daily Mail that Forest owner Evangelos Marikinas will be investigated by the Premier League uh, in more depth than the EFL owners and directors test. Well, it's a shallow, hard shallow test. Experience of the EFL's owners and directors test because in 2019, Greek authorities charged Marikinas on match-fixing charges and being involved with criminal gangs. He was acquitted in the Court of Appeal two years later. UEFA also investigated another, another no reputable charges. investigative yeah, organisation. He has got a good Bond villain name as well, hasn't he? He has, and he's be fair, yeah. Point number two, Chris Bird, take it away. Well, Premier League games in the season just finished had the highest average attendance in post-war top flight history with an average of 39,989 beating the previous of 38,776 from the 48-49 season, which would suggest that people are back in the game post-COVID. I thought uh, stadiums shrunk over a period uh... So 
you definitely got the sense, I don't know, 80s, 90s, that it wasn't as popular as it used to be when, you know, people would turn up in their flat caps and the three-piece suits. Uh, and it, you know, it was very much a working-class game. But I think stadiums are getting bigger now, aren't they? I mean, you just look at... Mm. The average is, you know, Manchester United, you know, almost 73,000. Arsenal, almost 60,000. West Ham, almost 60,000 as well. Spurs, 57,000 almost. Liverpool, 53. There's seven clubs now, over 50,000. And then a huge gap to Villa. Yeah, 10,000 gap to Villa, whose average was 41,915. I mean, this is why, uh, you know, part of the reason why the club are having to put their foot on the accelerator in terms of uh, expanding the stadium, because they're going to be cut adrift. I mean, this idea of finishing best of the rest, they're going to struggle if uh, Newcastle and West Ham have got uh, over a 10,000 seat advantage over them. Yeah. Just, you know, short-term, mid-term and long-term. Yep, and then obviously you've got you know, a new Everton ground being built. Chelsea are kind of getting back onto a level playing field again. They fill their ground every week. They could easily probably go up to 60. Yeah, so it's crazy, isn't it? They keep putting the prices up. The, the football's not necessarily any better. It's worse. <coughs> yeah, I, I'd go with that. I, mean, I, th- I think the only team on the list who are down is Man U. I think one big factor is, if you look at social media, what it is... It's essentially, if you distill it down in terms of football, it's massive marketing and hype. Well, it's more football yeah. than ever, and it's wall to wall. And um, one yeah. of my annoyances with the well, with the ticket price rises, is the product is no better, the experience is no better. Um, experience definitely isn't better. You yeah. know, and- but but it's it's hype so much by social media that you know some people are refreshing every five minutes or so. It's it's constantly in your mind. It never used to be like this. If you went a match going fan you know say even i don't know 25 30 years ago sometimes you would just pick up your newspaper find out the score read about the game you get the, the sports argus at five o'clock and that was pretty much that that was it that was that done but now it's constant you're, you're reading this swamp of clickbait all the time oh, over but- over analysis of games as well and players and you know when football is over analysis of, every, of everything needless compli- needless stats and bullshit did you know lucas dean made two tackles and one and a half interceptions it's like it means it's, nothing. Uh, you'll be triggering phil shaw with like pre-assists it's like pre-com it doesn't matter <laughs> it's just it's just bullshit if you said, you know, Lucas Dean made 25 tackles, you think, oh, he had a fucking good game. But if, when you say like four or five tackles, it's like, who gives a shit? It's content for content's sake. And that's what this 24-7 news cycle and social media especially has set up. It's almost a constant state of brainwash for whatever club you are uh, supporting. So being closer to your club, obviously, uh, you know, the step is you go and watch them. And then, you know, the step up from that is being the season ticket holder. So I think that intensified interest naturally has to spin off in uh, more people going to see the games and at the same time it, it, well, this is all well and good for the Premier League clubs but it hasn't really had the same effect uh, lower down No, I mean you look even just locally to us you look at the attendances at Hawthorne St Andrews Best got all the Poundland, as it's now called. Yes, get it right. And they're, and, they're, and, they're, and they're not in great shape, those three clubs. Yeah, I mean, it's Premier League of bust, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. In English football. Point number three, Tony Pulis... An unlikely saviour has uh, devised a plan to reform youth football and long throw-ins aren't mentioned once. What's he doing, Phil Shaw? Well, he's delivered a proposal to reform youth football to the Premier League and the PFA after a year's research. Just because he gets sacked and he had a year with nothing to do. He's produced figures that show that up to 95% of the 10,000 to 12,000 boys in the academy system will not have a career in the game. 
He's been told that 78% of players who turn professional at 18 are no longer playing football but, within you know, Sometimes years. they resurrect themselves and they, and they do some cosplaying at uh, football stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> That's an in-joke, by the way. Karen. Well, I, I thought you were going to say it's like 78% of Villa transfers, transfers aren't playing no, football within that. three years. It's sort of the same thing. <laughs> Any yeah. French signing, you can turn 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. His plan is a dual scholarship program funded by the Premier League. Well, he hopes funded by the Premier League, but run by an independent body that focuses on preparation for an alternative career. Pillow says, I've spoken to universities and colleges who would love to have these kids. There is a solution here, and I've presented my proposal to both the PFA and the Premier League. I'm waiting to hear, see how they respond. But so it's a bit like an receptive. American scholarship system. Yeah, so it's um, make sure that make sure they learn something while they're they're failing at football, so they have something to fall back I don't on know afterwards. What, you know what the problem is? Hasn't he heard of Glenn Hoddle's soccer school in Spain, or indeed Glenn Hoddle's music career? That's that's but that's that's what uh, ten to twelve thousand boys is a lot. You know, it's like a I was just doing the maths. It's like a thousand a thousand teams worth of players. It's just oversupply, isn't it? And you look at the. The, the carrot the carrot on the stick now with the you know the wealth mm. that, that you can uh, obtain and you're going to have pageant dads and mums aren't you pushing kids as well because they see it as the meal ticket I mean I, you know when I was a kid I never even you know you're playing football but you're never actually thinking it as a career you just thought it was something that you do on well, the cream rises I was thinking sport as well and you know you look at some of the top top players I mean there's a comment this is really about making sure some of these kids don't drop off the other side with you know, having a bit of realism that 95% of you are going to have to go into the real world and do an actual job, God forbid. You know, get them educated. It never ceases to amaze me. You look at some of the, especially some of the overseas players, you know, quite highly educated, speaking multiple languages. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't players in, in our domestic game like that, but then you look at some and you think, crikey, there's a... Uh, uh, IQ gap. We're not going to name any names on this show. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football where, where does that come from a what an encyclopedia of football I don't know what that means <laughs> well it's just <laughs> well, what else would he do <laughs> well actually I remember meeting Steve Bruce at Bodymore Heath uh, when we had a consultation group meeting when actually to his credit the only manager who, who uh, met us and uh, you know he wasn't shy saying that uh, Gabby and uh, Grealish weren't the, the, the sharpest tools in the toolbox, <laughs> or, or thick as two short planks. I think he also <laughs> refer, he referred to them as. Anyway, well, uh, let's see. Uh, maybe the pulists like Hoddle can open up a, uh, a soccer school somewhere and save. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's all. Right, so where do we start? Main part of the show. Let's, there is the transfer window, but uh, for some reason we don't, we don't need it. We, we just do our business anyway. Uh, how's, how does this work out, Dan Rogers? I'm sure listeners are out, out there going, why have a transfer window if Filler seemed to have managed to sign four players without uh, a need for one? We don't need rules, David. We need players. And what we're going to do is we're going to buy all of the players. And under the guise of this continuous improvement, I think we're... Uh, You're not answering the question. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of a polite way of saying that the that it, it plays into football to, I think, have, have this illusion of transfer window, doesn't it? That, you know, it ramps up the clickbait, it ramps up the interest. You were just talking about marketing in the game. Um, I think this is largely driven by agents. And there's also this weird situation. Like, look at the two that Villa have, the two early transfers that Villa made, Coutinho and uh, Kamara. Essentially, we're out of contract players or players who were done on pre-contracts. So, yeah. you know, the formalities will be ticked off on the 10th of June, but the, the deals are done well in advance. I don't think that's a bad thing. Well, uh, isn't there, uh, in terms of Coutinho, the, the the fact that Barcelona wanted it on their spreadsheets uh, earlier? Well, they needed mm-hmm. to, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they can't even unveil, I think they've got two signings they, they can't unveil at the moment for that reason because they need to move a couple of players off the books. But that will be the case at a lot of clubs, I'd have thought, because they'll, they'll either be in breach of FFP or, as in Barcelona's case, there's, there is like a, literally a, a charge over their accounts really to make sure that they're operating within a, um, a budget. What about this? Throw this in the mix. Uh, once upon a time, I think it was under Lambert, somebody, uh, I mean, I'll cut to the chase. They basically gave me the whole list of players that Villa were signing, uh, the list of the bomb squad, players that weren't going to be playing in the season to come. Weeks in advance of some of the announcements. I mean, you know, I would drip feed info here and there but you know i'm not bothered if uh, people know about it or not and it rolled you know it all rolled out to be true so uh you know here i was knowing that uh the club know who they're signing like you know a month in advance here of uh it getting into the press and all that kind of malarkey and, and actual announcements so are we in a situation where they've purposely uh with that in mind these deals were kind of set up but instead of announcing them once the transfer window opens, they have such a thing as a season ticket renewal date, and uh, it's no harm actually uh, rolling after finishing 14th and having a bit of a dodgy season, losing a bit of a momentum in terms of that big uh, headline of continual improvements. They thought, well, it, you know, there's no harm in getting these mentioned earlier if, if everything's kind of signed up in principle. Do you think that plays into it? I think it definitely plays into it. And, and I mean, it was no surprise that the Coutinho signing played out the way it did I mean I don't want to underestimate the amount of complexity that goes into some of the deals and that they don't start earlier in the year flipping that on its head I remember a number of months ago saying um, if not here certainly on on my site that I think you can always tell come February March those players who in terms of form um, or in favour, you know, or favour at a football club are looking to be moved on, or will be moved on. I don't think that necessarily means that they've got a destination. But I think in in the yeah. modern world of players belonging to agencies or particular agents, there's a movement across groups of clubs or groups of leagues um, that are quite predictable when you, when you see where their uh, inverted commas ownership lies. Um, strategically for a club like Villa, I think it's really important that we 
we've done it in this way. I think that there's two things for Villa. I think it's probably exactly as you described that we have to leverage every signing of a and you know build something around it to build some noise. Um, I think the other part of it is is that I I think we're also heavily dependent upon opportunistic signings like Luca Dean, like Ings. I don't think that they were long in the making plans. I think we've had to strike early. But I think you contrast that to say the Bubakar Kamara and that was a long, you know, they went out and they did their homework on that kid. Yeah, I mean, you knew as soon as you saw that picture of Gerard Lang and Perslow in uh, the stand for that Marseille game that they'd they'd you know literally bored a player. Oh yeah, they they would have scouted him already. They would have made their mind up from a uh, football point of view. So they don't kind of put themselves out there publicly unless it's pretty much done deal and they were there basically to shake hands and uh, finally, you know, get it over the line in a, in a, in a final way. Well, even the player said, didn't he, that Gerard turned up at his house? Yeah, and I think that was before the game, I would say, or yeah, the night before. So. You do get a bit of insight. I mean, I'm, I'm not one for watching the hours and hours of, of content that's built around some of these transfers. I think that's often about building some of the noise and the, yeah, say building some, some stature around a signing. But that, that was an interesting one because you also did see in the footage where when Kamara's in the room with, with Gerard, you can see he's almost mouth open. You know, he stood in front of one of his footballing icons and there is a lot to that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very old school, isn't it? I mean, it reminds me of stories you hear about Brian Clough. You know, he turns up at the player's house, knocks the door, right, you're sending for me, you know, before breakfast time or something like that. The player doesn't really anywhere to go. I mean, it's not that he's been press ganged in the plan for Villa, but it's, you know, it is the personal touch. You'd- Let's look at uh, Diego uh, Carlos, who, uh, I mean, it's quite funny if you Google him and Newcastle in January it was like, oh, yeah, personal terms uh, have been uh, sorted out. Should expect to see him in a Newcastle shirt at the end of the week. It's like, it's a, it's a done deal, pretty much. Here we are today. Why does he slip through Newcastle's fingers after they finish higher than us in the league? Obviously, uh, they got shitloads of money, and you w- you could say that they've now got better momentum than us, if you're looking at uh, from the outside. So uh, if he was so far down in terms of signing for them... And yet here we are, and he's a Villa player. What plays into that factor? I mean, I'm I'm going to offer up obviously the Brazilian connection. I think helped us there because you've got two people who can give references and uh, Steven Gerrard because Villa couldn't sell that narrative. They'd been selling to players to to buy them, which was continual progression. We've got you know money now, and we've got ambition. Here we go because you you know suddenly you go from eleventh, which was a failure in the eyes of uh, the Villa board, to fourteenth, which was about six places. Uh, lower than they budgeted for so uh, these are factors that we're relying on now and do you I not think-, think there's a couple of other things and, 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 I, and I, I'm, I'm loath to it it's, it's a it's a lazy um, it's a lazy remark to suggest there's a rivalry with with Newcastle a real one but it's not a rivalry it's it's a danger yeah. because we are trying to get to a and that is seventh yeah and the problem is there's more and more teams becoming barriers to get to that position. I, I agree. That's, I the, agree. that's the first position we're going to get to, then we're going to think I, about how I, we're going to I, break I the I think if six. you think of it as a horse race, I think that they're the biggest financial threat to us. You know, they're the big stable there. The difference between January and now in regards to that transfer quickly is I think that they, they were a risk for anyone who wanted to join them at that point. And Newcastle, by, yeah. by all accounts, got quoted at least 10 or £15 million pounds more than, than we ultimately paid. Again, press and rumour. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I would say as well, and this is the this is going to be the uncomfortable truth for Newcastle. They will make signings and are doing at the moment, but they lack credibility. Uh, it, you know, I, I think that though I think that there is a lack of a moral compass at times in football. I do think they represent a career risk because of who they're owned by. That's my personal Agreed. view. 
Um, and and I think big big names are going to think long and hard about wanting to join them. And also, they are not they are not again. This is no slight on them. It's just a fact. They are not a big global football club. So you you don't suddenly become attractive. And that's the bit of leverage that we've got. We are a long established big club. We have won things, albeit in the past. But we're starting to assemble. We've got a big name manager, big name players. Don't underestimate the fact that we've got a European Cup hanging Absolutely. around in the uh, the tunnel because you know it's the first thing that players have uh, pictures with and everything and you know if you're a 20 22 year old from France and and you know obviously about Liverpool Manchester United Manchester City and somebody says to you well we've got great offers from Aston Villa Newcastle you're like well yeah I've heard of them but and then and the first thing you say is Aston Villa won the European Cup and you go all oh, right credibility straight and away. by the way the manager's Stephen Gerrard and you'll be playing with Philippe Coutinho yeah I mean, that you yeah. know, uh, purely on that, it mm-hmm. turns your head and, and again, easily enter into one of my Newcastle rants. Um, until until there's massive strides made, and they 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 can throw as much money as they wanted it, um, and they're they're still going to be in that um, arc that Man City found themselves in for a number of years. Where um, I mean, even now they're they're giving tickets away, and it's a different scenario, I know. But you, you have to have, I think, organic, sustained success in the game. That's why clubs like Liverpool are a massive global football club. That's why Man United are. It's why even when you look further abroad, you know, you go to even teams that are financially in weak positions, like you know the two Milan clubs, Juventus. You know, Italian football is a shambles, but you're still going to go to those kind of clubs, and that's why I think we've probably got these deals because if you're, as you said, a 22 year old lad or any player playing in France, Spain, or any of those European leagues, everybody wants the Premier League paycheck. Because I would imagine, I would only be speculating, but if you're Kamara and you're a free agent, you know you're going to get a good contract wherever you go and a hefty signing on bonus, because that's just how it works. Then the Premier League money comes in. He was probably going to double his money anyway. I would hazard a guess. He's probably trebled, quadrupled his wages. Well, that's the Premier League difference, isn't it? And this is where we mustn't kid ourselves, that if we're... It's like, do you want to go to Atletico mm. Madrid and get paid fifty grand to double your money, or do you want to go to Villa and you might get a hundred? It's like yeah, I was just going to—I was just going to say, let's get a bit more specific on the players, and that—that that was the big. Uh, let's say if there was a competition, you know, from the outside, it was Atletico Madrid, and most people were thinking, well, it'll be Champions League, Atletico Madrid. But then when you saw Gerard at that game, you thought, oh, actually, the old. Premier League cash bonuses uh, yep. is going to be the bigger factor here, and you know, for young, younger players as well, it's uh, it's about the bling rather than uh, you know tradition. Well, exactly. But I, I, I was reading in some of the more grown-up comment in the yeah. uh, the Spanish media after the Diego Carlos transfer, and it basically said that the Prem, you know, it was making a remark regarding there being a Super League not being a threat because actually the Premier League is the Super League because no major yeah, on this show no major European league can compete financially so uh, and i think there's a lot in that and carlos it's it's you know 29 he's he's, he's coming here payday 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 yeah. that's what as canelo once mm-hmm. said to a boxer that broke into his uh press conference trying to you know get a fight going he just says payday yeah. payday payday i don't know i think when you're getting when you're getting a player as young as kamara it's a bit like the mbappe situation as well he he can come to villa three four five years and he still has chance of that, you know, dream move. If Villa don't fulfil his ambitions, he can go to Madrid. He can go to. We don't. We have to accept the fact as enough. well that until until we realise the ambition of breaking into the top part of the Premier League in Europe at any time, a a a more better positioned Premier League team will take that player from you. We have that. That is yes. 
100%. Unavoidable as far as I, you know. Unless, yeah, unless, unless you're in the top four, you're a ticking time bomb. Well, it's, it's the Grealish scenario on repeat. By the way, uh, I forgot to say, it, earlier on, in, I mentioned, uh, and as I put in the uh, the newsletter, Aston Villa, WTF, uh, personally said their clear aim of this transfer window was to give Steven Gerrard three good options in every position that he wanted. So this wasn't a list of, like, the five top names that he wanted in any order it says he would be presented with three good options in every position he wanted so we've seen uh with kamara there's been links to other you know defensive midfielders which are still doing the rounds even though we've bought him and with uh with carlos uh you know you've got uh tarkowski and kubale khalid kalibali kalibali there was a lot of uh, speculation about Tarkovsky and, and people were still thinking that we were going to get him as well and that it was a case of Mings might might be off. But I think if you are offering Gerard three good options, you're, you're going above and beyond of just putting him on the list. You're actually talking to the player. You're having a conversation. This is why it's going out in the media as you know, Villa are really interested, blah, blah, blah. And once you've bought that player in this case Carlos I think those other links would would still obviously there's a vested interest the media want clicks so they keep rolling them out for a little longer until the player is actually sold and I think with uh, you know James uh, Tukowski uh, I think uh, you know the likes of Everton Newcastle would make more of a play for him now than uh, Villa because you know Tukowski's looking at us and going well hang on a minute they've got Cons and Mings they've just bought another player they've got Chambers as well and how's and unless one of those goes, there's no way I'm signing yeah. for them. And I, I, I just look at the business we've done very quickly. I think that's clearly been planned. They've probably been working on it since January. Some of this stuff, or maybe even guys, they would have liked oh, in yeah. January. Oh, yeah, These yeah, are yeah. longer term things. Quite very, very strategic moves. It's not you know like when we're in the championship or when we've bought other players. You think this is that we're buying marquee players. This is we're, we're going very surgical and going. We we need. I think you'd, you'd spoken to Purcell about when he said talking about the spine and it'll be three or four. And I, I think we've done our heavy lifting already. I don't see potentially another marquee player coming in or big money being dropped. Well, that's that's where the opportunism might, yeah. comes in for me, I think. Yeah. And and I think, Bez, Bez, sorry, Bazuma, Bazuma was one of the yeah, three potential uh, defensive midfielders, one of the three offerings to Gerard because, you know, Arsenal are after him yeah. as well, you know, in a big I way. I think if you can get Kamara, who you look at all, and I have read half of them, I was that sad to read all the scouting reports on him that you see online, and they all, especially in France, they say this guy is one of these the bits of business to get him on a free. Well, he made his French senior debut yeah. uh, this, yeah, week this week as well, and I think it's always a good sign, the absolute vitriol in which the Marseille fans took him leaving. That is a, a very... Yeah, they hate, they hated They it, were they? seething. <laughs> didn't they hate Santos leaving well, that's when they were in a financial mess, wasn't it? <laughs> this one's slightly different. Well... <laughs> they, they, Didn't they burn down the training the, the training ground yeah. when Sanson left? It was, I think they were celebrate. It's their way of celebrating. <laughs> it's <a> beautiful <laughs> culture. They get angry. It's kind of a reverse culture. It's a tough yeah, town so. down there. Yeah, the Kamara thing is. I mean, without without looking at you know analytics of him and everything else and YouTube skills videos, you just look at how many other top teams he was he was linked to or rumored to and said that they're going to move yep. here. That's usually a good sign if it's if he's if he's in that oh, yeah, bracket. And I look at the, the, the kind of the more this guy. Tangible things you can take from it. I'm sure with the Man City game, that was McGinn's 100th appearance, wasn't it, for Villa in the top flight, I believe. 
Kamara's 22. He's already played over 120 games at top flight level in his country. Yeah, including European as well. That's yeah. the French Farmers League. Well, yeah, but he's played in, in Europe as well, hasn't he? It's just the fact that he has, he's got the game time under his belt at such a young age. And, but this is why we've now got to realise some of yeah. the potential that we, we can't keep going yeah, through do. phases if we only need three more players. We only need, th- And I understand that we're a million miles away from where we need to be. You only, you only need to watch the last 20 minutes of the Man City game to, to, to see why. You need to watch five minutes of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you mentioned that game and, and you look at who we've brought in in terms of the profile of Kamara and Carlos and, and you would, I would uh, put it out there, I mean, uh, without hyping, that these are two cogs that would hopefully uh, make sure that three goals wouldn't happen in the Especially way they did. Especially when you factor having Martinez back in the mm. team as well. Gerard had spoken about he wants to yeah. rebuild the spine. I think going forward, you look at us with the ball... I almost don't count Coutinho as a new signing, but you look at, you know, you've got your um, Coutinho, Buendia, Ings, Watkins at the top end of the field. You've also got the other guys that have been playing in the middle. We all knew what we needed to do. We knew we'd go and get a centre-back. We knew we'd go and get a CDM. I don't think anybody expected us to have it wrapped up within a couple of weeks of the season happening. We've got our targets. I think actually you kind of doff your cap to Villa on the face of it and go, well, we knew what we needed. All the fans were talking about it for months. We were talking about it virtually every podcast. They've gone and fulfilled it. They can't say they haven't backed the manager. Now it's kind of the pressure now gets handed over to, you know, from the recruitment department to Gerard and go, well, you wanted backing. We've backed you. Now you've got to go and build a team. You've got the tools. Before we go on, I just want to say a big thank you, as per usual, to the My Old Man Said patrons, uh, especially uh, Ryan Weston. I don't, I don't know if I gave you a shout out uh, for joining us uh, in the last show. If you become a My Old Man Said patron, you will get access to Match Club our uh, inner circle community and also extra podcast shows uh, speaking of which we will uh, actually uh, have a part two to the show we will uh, end it here just because i uh, i won't have time to uh, complete the whole edits in one go so this week there will be uh, two parts making up this podcast and uh, as a my old man said patron you'll get an extra outtakes from uh, the long recording session we did and also i will put out a full show of both parts put together in a ad free format as well for patrons as well so if you want to uh, get access to that and uh, also support the show and the website which is now uh, starting to rev up properly after uh, it's been on the back burner a little bit but we're getting it back to uh, its glory years so uh, to support that as well please go to uh, myomansaid.com and click on the patron link for more details there thank you very much right then that was the end of part one we will uh, be back with part two uh, very shortly days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.